Well, dearly beloved, Philippians chapter 4, verse 1. I'm going to begin with that. I've got two verses. The first one is this one. Therefore, my brethren and my dear sister, dearly beloved, and long for my joy and crown, so stand fast in the Lord, my dearly beloved. Being a Frenchman, there's expression that I love in my own language, but in English, there's one that I like particularly. It's this one, dearly beloved. In French, it's bien-aimé. We are dearly beloved, not dearly loved, but beloved. So we are well loved. Can I say that I love well the Lord? There's a, a hymn that we know, an old hymn, it's called, I wonder, have I done my best for Jesus when he hath done so much for me? Have I done my best for Jesus? I wonder. Well, for me, I don't even wonder. I know I didn't do my best for Jesus. But I'm thankful that he still loved me. And you still want to work in my life. So, let us turn to Matthew chapter 5. Dearly beloved. I like that title. Can I be hard on someone that is just called dearly beloved? I can't. So it's a good title that the Lord has given us in his grace. Matthew chapter 5 and verse 44. I've been listening to a while ago on, on, on sermon on that subject, the second mile Christian. And that's the little title of my devotion, dearly beloved. You know that verse, very short verse, verse 40, 41, says this, And whosoever shall compel thee to go a mile, go with him twain. The second mile Christian. Well, we can say that it's easy to be a first mile Christian. It's more easier. If we look at the verse, it says, whosoever, that means it could be a friend, it could be a foe, an enemy, that asking you to do a mile with him. So we are compelled to do things, sometimes from friends and sometimes from people that are not really our friends, but we will do it because we know if we Take the context here. It was a law. Being under Roman authority, any Roman could ask the Jews to do a mile, and he had no choice to do it. It was a law. Compel, which means he had no choice. It's the law. So he was asking to do something. So the Lord is telling uh, that you have to do it. A mile, as I said, that was required. Now, the question I have is, do you think the person who was compelled to do that mile was smiling and thankful? Oh, I'm so thankful. I got to do a mile for my Roman. No. 
on whom I am to be subject. To do one mile, there's no joy. You can be sure that to do the mile, I do it, because I have to do it. There's no joy in doing it, out of duty. And then, uh, does, uh, does it bring love to the person? No, I'm sure the person who would do the mile would look at that person and in an inside was hated him. So to do things by duty, there's no joy. But what's the opposite than joy? It's hatred. And uh, so, and it, uh, it was done in the flesh because no, if I have no joy, where joy come from? From the Spirit of God. It's the fruit of the, of the Spirit, the love, peace, and joy. So the person who do just what he is asked have no joy. Because he just do it out of duty, out of uh, no, it could be a habit, and uh, it's always done in the energy of the flesh. That's religion, and we all are in danger to be a one mile Christian. No, I'm gonna go to the meeting. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do my prayer. I'm gonna. I believe that coming every day for prayer. That's where we are going on the second mile. It takes a second mile to every day to pray. But we need it. We need to have that, to know that we are well beloved. When you love, second mile is not that hard. But if you forget about that love, boy, that second mile is impossible. Because the first fruit, the fruit of the Spirit is love. So we need that love. The love of Christ, what constrained me, pushed me to do something, pressed me to, to go on. So the danger is that we go in gear, first mile. Well, I'll go, I'll do it, but that's all. But we need to do more. And that is what is the lesson here. And uh, we, we no, the, as a first mile Christian, you will read his Bible, even pray. But only when he have to. He has no choice. No. There's problem in the home, difficulties, then he'll pray. He'll read his Bible. I always remember one time I was in a place, there was a the, the wife said to the husband, no, he was not there. He didn't have a good humor ice cream in the morning. Boy, he was in a bad, bad humor. And and she said, Well, you should read your Bible. Oh, you got mad. So how do you expect to see something happening? That's a first mile Christian. As I said, the flesh will bring us always to keep, I do, I do it, that's all. But a second mile, and that's what we want. We want to see revival. First love, when you're in love, boy, distant, you don't care. You'll go because you're in love. And that's what it is. I remember when I met my dear wife, now in glory, but no, I used to do about 250 miles to come and see her while I was, when I was in Quebec. And, well, there's nothing, snowstorm, don't care. When you love, second mile, boy, it's easy to do. Same thing for the Lord. Where I in love for the Lord, second mile, Lord, ERM, give me the strength to do it. No, I can't do it by myself. So it's the second mile will go out of the willing spirit. Now, can you imagine the man who asks 
this person to do a mile? And he keep on going. I'm sure his face was just hot. What is he doing? He's doing more. Why? What will win a person for, to Christ? Is it our, our, I said, well, no, I'm religious and that's it. No, it's to do more. And when you are a second mile Christian, you're going to be winning people for Christ. You're going to see great things happening because you're in love. Because the second mile will always be in love. Because it's out of love that you do it in the spirit. So you will have the joy. No, keep on smiling while you do your second mile. That will win people. Listen, there's something wrong with that person. Yes, there's something wrong. He's in love, in love with the Lord. And that's why he is showing love to that person. So a second mile Christian will go because it says, the Lord says, uh, if we go back to our verse, to go one mile, go within, go within. So you go out of a willing spirit. You go out of love. Or that's whosoever, friend or no friend, you'll do the second mile. Then, out of obedience to our Savior. This is what he asked. Then you'll do it. You'll do your second mile. So, you do it because the Lord asked. The flesh don't want to do it, and it can't do it, the second mile. But the Spirit will give us the desire to do it, and the strength to do it, that second mile. And again, I repeat, I apply that to our time of prayer every day. That is going the second mile. And if you look at all the places, what is the second mile? It says that uh, six times, just an example of that, verse 20, uh, 21. He has heard that it was said, verse 22, but I say, you have it in verse 27, and then you have it in verse 31, 33, 38, and 43. He have heard, but I say. That's the second mile. It's not what we know, but is what he said. Out of love, we'll do the second mile. So let us walk in the spirit. Pray in the spirit, because we want to be not just a first mile Christian, we want to be a second mile Christian. And I gotta I gotta remove my face for a minute and show you a picture. What do you see? You see a man helping another one to finish a race. That's why we're here to help one another to finish the race because we are running the second mile for Christ. Amen.